Good evening. We'd like to welcome audiences to episode four of Alki, the gamified music improvisation podcast recorded right here in Shrewsbury, UK. I'm Benedict, and with me as always is the prolific multi-instrumentalist and music producer, Andy Lowe. Hello, everyone. Hello, Andy. And after last week's success with full kit and beatboxing accompaniment of Craig Bradbury, we'll be exploring further percussive possibilities with this week's guest. We're very fortunate this week to be joined by Mr. Adrian Forster. Hello. Yeah, so back in the day, I used to play in a band with Adrian. Uh, He was actually the frontman then. Do you want to tell us a little bit about it? I used to be a frontman. Now... I sit at the back and hit things. The band had a bit of an unusual name as well. We were Bojar's Porch Revelators. Kind of a folky blues-tinged melancholy sound, perhaps. What a name! I remember them being incredibly catchy. But can you tell us the name of your current band? Oh, um, a small jazz ensemble called The Pancake Band. Delicious. And never flat. (laughs) ironically (laughs) excellent so as well as revealing the winner of last week's alki competition we'll also be rolling out a raft of new games this week including generality but there's nothing new about this first feature of the night beginning such as we are with our famous three note jam which andy is going to tell us all about the three note jam is pretty straightforward we pick three notes at random And we've got to start the jam by playing just those three notes, although we do start to add in a few others as the jam goes on. How are we going to randomly select those notes? We're going to roll our three 12-sided dice to determine what our three starting notes are. Excellent. So what instruments are we going to be playing for this one? How about you, Andy? I'll be on the trusty saxophone for this jam. Very good. I think I'm going to use this synth patch which uses LFO to modulate filter amount with a touch of delay. And what about Adrian? A little collection of percussive devices including a cajon, a snare drum, some cymbals and some bongos. And altogether do they make up a full kit? No. I suppose it's there's no bass drum. Just, I'm just no using just using my two arms and hands. <laughs> I've got no leg availability in this particular format. Interesting. Okay, Andy, roll the dice. Okay, so we've rolled the numbers nine, four, and eleven, which translates to the notes F, C, and G. I've got to transpose those, of course, for saxophone, but I think this is probably the simplest collection of notes we've ever had in a three-note jam. Lucky for me, then, as I'll be starting this one. Thank you. 
enjoyed the dancey feel i think that was mostly generated by the sound that you were using but it felt like a part of a dj set perhaps but with you know live instruments i think it's style wise it's very similar to music that's very loop based but because we're playing it live and trying to you know, create something that evolves and develops. Although that does come at the expense of occasionally drifting out of sync. That's right, that's part of the price that you pay for something that's organic and real. Yes, it can seem like the timing is wavering a bit. How is that for you, Adrian? Um, How does this compare to the stuff you usually play? Well, it's got a lot of the same elements, really. I mean, the three chords that we were given had a very hopeful feel to them didn't they and we were lucky that we had those chords to give it a lift so it gave it a very positive spin in the first place didn't it yeah but obviously the improvisational feel is because often i play in a jazz quarter and most of it is improvised so it's got some parallels with that really i enjoyed it Okay, so this is the time of the night when Andy and I get our laptops out and unveil some of the homemade synthesizer patches which we've assembled using the limitless possibilities of software synthesis for our next jam of the night, Patch Exchange. Andy, what's this all about? Patch Exchange is one of my favourite jams that we do at Alki. We make each other patches, which are sounds, basically. Different sounds that you can play by plugging in a keyboard to said laptop. And we do it in secret. So we trade each other our patches that we've made. And we have to play them not knowing what sound the other one has created for us. Okay, so I'm now going to play the patch which Andy has prepared for me. And remember, I haven't heard this before, so I'm hearing it for the first time now. Here we go. So it sounds kind of marimba-like. Wow, so I can hear something slightly granular or slightly um, audio rate modulation going on there. I can see on my screen I've got two different channels where usually there's only one, Andy. and. They are labelled modulator and carrier. Care to explain? What's going on here is I made this sound using a vocoder. So there are two different sounds. One is a modulator, one is the carrier, and they interact with each other. So presumably the vocoder channel is the modulator, and the carrier is the sound source? 
or is it the other way around? So the modulator gets affected by the carrier. Ah. Okay. At least I think that's how it works. Shall I just tell you what the two sounds are that I'm using? Oh, is one of them sample-based? They're both sample-based. Oh! One is uh, a sampled grand piano. That's the carrier signal. Right. And the other one is a sample of me just doing some vocal fry. Do you know what vocal fry is? Uh, like like the <laughs> grudge. Kind of, uh, uh, yeah. yeah. So it's just a really, really, really short sample of that. So is the vocal fry modulating the grand piano? It's the other way around. A very audacious piece of sound design from Mr. Lowe there. Congratulations. Something slightly more adventurous than I've gone for. And in fact, I still don't understand how it works. So that's proof that I've still got a bit more vocoding homework to do. Excellent. Okay, so would you like to give my sound a bit of a try? I'd love to. Let me get my hands on this then. I love that nice warm pad there. Something sounds, um, well, it's very synth-like, but it sounds like a, a warm, luscious string sort of synth. It's got some attack there that actually sounds like it might be a sampled string instrument. Well spotted. Of course, it's using pizzicato samples from Spitfire Audio's alternative solo strings and then the Yuhi Synth Hive, which has some great unison detune through a, um, through a filter envelope. So you've got two different plucks, a real pluck and a synthesised pluck. Ah, it's a multi-pluck patch. You might say. Okay, so while Andy and I use these exchanged patches, our drummer for tonight, Mr. Forster, is going to be using his full kit, plus some additional synthesised drums. Would you like to just show us what they sound like, Adrian? Well, thank you for that um, demonstration. Shall I start? Yeah.
wow, brilliant use of um, minimalism towards the kind of the the two thirds mark there, where suddenly almost nothing happened for it felt like a very long time, but then it sounded great as it started coming back in again. At the time, I thought that was possibly going to be the end, but I just held the chord <laughs> down to see what would happen, and I'm really glad that we we carried on and just had that really nice. Uh, ending section to me the whole thing sounded a bit wintry it sounded like a medieval rpg i didn't know they had rpgs in the medieval times (laughs) the patch that you made for me sounded like the epitome of winter it was like ice incarnate except as audio personified yes personified wow um adrian how did you feel about using the synthesized percussion on that little keyboard that you had next to you whilst also playing real percussion i enjoyed it because my setup is quite limited and so to have any more space to do stuff is always good more ability and most of the music i listen to is electronic in nature so it's kind of at odds with what i play Excellent. Uh, Next up is one of our new features. It's based around a specially designed deck of playing cards on which we've devised an algorithm to generate a musically relevant sequence of seven random notes. Andy, will you rise to the challenge of fashioning a functional melody from the very fabric of chaos itself? Yes. Then let's play Generality. Okay, so to do this, we're first going to roll a dice to establish a root note, which is... So our root's going to be G. Okay, and now here are your seven cards. We've got a plus 10, plus 11, plus 9, minus 1, plus 2, plus 7, plus 12. Okay, so Andy is quickly going to calculate what those are in actual notes relative to the root note of G. Okay, Andy? So our seven note melody will be F, F sharp, E, F sharp, A, D, G. Now that looks like an unusual scale to me. Absolutely, I don't think it fits anything conventional and diatonic. Excellent, let's look forward to a non-conventional, non-diatonic generality jam. Woo! So you're going to be starting, what will you be playing on this one, Andy? I'll be on saxophone again here. And Adrian? I'll be on my same little array of percussive instruments. Awesome. I'm going to be using this 8DO plucked piano sample. Okie doke. Let's have a jam.
for me, that one was walking the line somewhere between the sort of clown-like jocular approach and something that was almost majestic. Benedict, when you played some sweeping runs on the keyboard, that sort of opened it out as if you were exploring a, a landscape, but then it, it quite often returned to that jerky, kind of clumsy sounding circus tune. Wacky. Wacky, yeah, that's a good word for it. The unusual melody that was generated actually turned out to be a tritone or a flattened fifth, which is uh, quite a, a comfortable chord sequence to play around with because it kind of has that inherent kind of sometimes wacky, sometimes dark feeling surrounding it. The melody started off very chromatic, so that always sounds a bit mysterious maybe even slightly sinister. How did you find the melody? It was a spiky groove. Spiky groove. The melody didn't pose any difficulty in terms of listening to it. I thought it was very listenable. It was just, like I say, the whole kind of jerky nature. It was hard to know whether to enhance it or just try and keep it, it was kind of sparse, but definite, wasn't it? It was, it was struggling like with itself, whether it wanted to grow or shrink but it didn't do either it's kind of maintained this slightly uncomfortable nature <laughs> excellent okay um uh, what music have we all been listening to this week um adrian how about you these days i'm afraid i've fallen into the trap of many people where I tend to have sort of youtube playlists etc of people i like I tend to have them on the background when i'm doing other stuff for instance i quite like um duo i've been listening to is a peruvian electronic duo called dengue 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 which kind of incorporate ethnic sensibilities of proving instruments of Andean charm, but give it a very dance and hard edge vibe. Quite striking. Dengue, dengue, dengue. You'll have to spell that for me later. Benedict, how about you? Um, I've just listened to the new Kate Tempest album on my music streaming service in the car. Um, I found it very interesting and profound and thought-provoking, but it's difficult to know whether it really counts as music because so much of it is kind of spoken word without being what we'd consider to be rap or hip-hop it's kind of just kind of almost like rhyming prose this last one is the book of traps and lessons yeah isn't it is that the one you're talking about yeah because i listened to that because i read about it and it was um rick rubin who oh really produced or sort of executive produced the album which Gave it some extra interest for me. I never would have guessed that. Well, I'd probably be more likely to go back to the first album rather than this third one. But, yep. Yeah. Um, so, Andy, what about you, music-wise, this week? So, I've been on a holiday this last week with my family. And as we've been driving through the English countryside, we've had a soundtrack of various CDs, quite a range of things uh, that we've listened to. I think something that particularly fits that chilled summer holiday vibe uh, is Jack Johnson's album Brushfire Fairy Tales? He's he's so laid back. He's such a good songwriter. He's just subtle and chilled out, and so we really enjoyed that. Excellent. So after all that excitement, let's quieten things down a touch with this next game, which is called Dyads. It's an exercise in alternating sustained notes. And Andy, could you tell us more about it? Absolutely. 
I love the Dyad's Jam. This is the first time that we've used it in a recording. I really love the freedom where you feel like there's no really strict rhythm you have to adhere to. And also there's no particular scale at all. Any note is the right note and it's just a very liberating jam to jam. That's right. And we're going to be using a pair of the lowest woodwinds for this one, taken from the Vienna Symphonic Library software, along with a dash of algorithmically modelled reverb from FabFilters Pro R. And we'll be controlling these using our MIDI controllers. And Adrian, you're going to be supplementing or augmenting your kit, playing a keyboard yourself, controlling this Vienna Symphonic Timpani section. Yes. Uh, Andy, would you like to play the contrabassoon or the contrabass clarinet on this jam? Wow, that's a hard choice. I think I'll go for the contrabass clarinet. Very good. That's the single reed. I myself shall take the double reed. Okay, let's have a jam.
Well, I thought the timpani and the cymbals sounded so great together, they captured that big orchestral sound. I think that style of percussion and the orchestral instruments gives it that film score sort of quality. Uh, Maybe not a mainstream film. Maybe it's not going to be a blockbuster. I think so. I think there's, there's a place for that kind of, I guess you'd call it, elitoric. Our note choices weren't entirely random, were they? I was surprised how melodic it was in places that when you're echoing each other it kind of it was easy listening in certain places wasn't it the notes that accompanied each other really worked together i thought i don't know if it's accidental yeah yeah that's an interesting one did you both start from the same note in the first place yes i think that was an accident so that's one thing that might have helped it Excellent. Now, here at Alki, we don't rest on our laurels. To conclude the raft of new games being debuted, we'd like to introduce Trigger Cards. And Andy is going to explain. Trigger Cards brings a whole new element of excitement and uncertainty into a jam. The idea is that as we're playing, we each have a card known only to the person who's holding it, which gives an instruction to the other players. So at any point in the jam, the person holding that card can show it to the other musicians and you all have to follow the instruction on that card. And this is not the same specially devised deck of cards that we used for the Generality Jam. This is a whole separate second set of cards. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. So these instructions, they're not just to do with the notes that you're playing, they're to do with the style, the speed. They cover uh, the whole sweep of what we might be playing. So, for example... So there's three of us, which means we're going to hear three of these cards being implemented. And among them, we might hear something like change key or slow down or even play atonally. Sounds exciting. And after the instructions have been triggered, we may stick with the change or revert back to what we were doing before. Now, what are we all going to be playing on this one? I'll be on my percussion again. For this last jam, I'll be switching onto the guitar. And I'm going to use my Nord. I'm going to use this uh, distorted Wurlitzer sound that should go well with your guitar. Are you using distortion? That's right. I should say electric guitar with a distortion Thank you. 
That was great fun. I really enjoyed that. Excellent. So all three of us played our cards at various points and um, keen listeners might be able to go back and identify at what point the following cards were triggered. Mine was chaos, um, which um, involved me um, playing the keyboard with my elbows. Uh, What was your card, Andy? My card was more notes. I played the card at a point in the jam where things had kind of wound down, so it was easy to start doing more notes, but we really went for it. <laughs> we were trying to cram as many notes in as we could, and I resorted to some finger tapping in order to yeah, do that. Yeah, sounded great, yeah. And yes, I think uh, a bit of residual chaos might have slipped into your more notes as well. Um, Adrian, can, what was yours? I think I was the first one to play my trigger card, and mine was to play more loudly which was followed quite quickly by the Chaos card, I believe. Wow, what a combination. Which created that, again, a sense of development within the jam. And, you know, I enjoy playing something that's not so abstract and just having some fun with a blue scale. It built up, it got louder, we had some chaos, and then we went in a different direction. Yes, and I think the instrumentation of that one kind of forced us into this kind of classic rock kind of um, British invasion rock style, which was um, something we've never done before. I have to say I do enjoy it. Excellent. So it's competition time. And after an overwhelming response to last week's mystery audio segment, we're now able to reveal this week's winner. But first, let's strip away those layers of effects and hear that mystery audio. Well done if you guessed it, it's a didgeridoo. Now, unfortunately, there can only be one winner, and that lucky winner this week is Brandon Carter from Charlotte in North Carolina. Lucky Brandon will be winning a physical copy of Andy Lowe's first studio EP, Forest Edge. <laughs> so all that remains is to reveal this week's Alki competition. So if you think you can identify this instrument under the various layers of effects, then please email your answer to alkipodcast, all one word, at gmail.com. Okay, Andy, play that audio. So there you have it, get entering. was episode four of Alki, the gamified music improvisation podcast recorded right here in Shrewsbury, UK. We'd like to thank our special guest this week, percussionist Adrian Forster. Thank you. Hope to be back again with you in not too distant future. I'm Andy. I'm Benedict. Good night. <laughs>